Hello and welcome to the Self Scope podcast. This is part two of a series that we're doing about Luca. So we are a fun Pokemon-based uh, thingy podcast because I can speak really well. We look at theories and people who are involved in the Pokemon world. So my name is Professor Rimu and I am joined by the delightful and intelligent Aid Nuzlocke Nitty. I am very intelligent. Thank you very much. Uh, You're most welcome. We're so nice to each other every it, every time. It's fantastic on how smart I am. So it's, yes. it's good. It's just it feels great to you know be, be a, a level above everyone else <laughs> in intelligence. But yes. uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. This is our second week, so that means if you're listening to us for the very first time, uh, you should go back to last week's and kind of start there to kind of gain on what's going on here. Or if you just want to chill and whatever, we're talking about Detective Looker from the Pokemon games yeah. and kind of going diving deep onto what makes who him ticks, who is he, and uh, kind of it's a why deep so cool. expose yes. on the famous detective. Yeah, because he's quite the looker, as we learned from yeah, last episode. He he's such a hunky dude. But uh, yeah, it's it's exciting. This is this is yeah. a, this is a cool episode. We we kind of ran into our own discovery last week. If you guys remember, um, we we kind of thought that maybe Looker, who has been in so many of the um, base games, is a connection between the regions, or maybe he's a connection between the dimensions. Yeah, he's kind of like the constant. To- yeah, he's like a constant through the Pokemon games. So even though we're playing yes. all these different characters, he's there to like do stuff. So it's it's kind of cool. And so we're going to kind of talk about his next appearances. We kind of stopped at his last appearance in Black and White and we're going to kind of continue from X and Y to like Sun and Ultra Sun, which get really interesting because it starts involving wormholes and his companions and whatnot. So yeah. yeah. But uh before we start, we always like to give a little fun fact or a quick ball. Yeah, so, I'm excited about this one. I know, me too. So the quick ball we have is the first appearance of Looker may not have just been in Platinum, but on the SSN in Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue, there is an old man in a brown trench coat uh, who says, I am on the trail of Team Rocket. They're up to nothing good. And he also states he's from the global police. So people, in theory, believe this to be the first sighting of Looker in the games. So, yes. So there so we, we go. Did- briefly talk about the global police in the last episode but this is the connection that maybe yes that was indeed looker that we were talking to yes and if you want to be able to stay caught up with what looker we found also found out that detective looker has a twitter handle (laughs) he does yes (laughs) so it's at the real looker on twitter i just looked at it it looks like someone hasn't been on there for a while but if you ever listen to this podcast, thank you so much for doing something so fun uh, with that. Yes, so, it, it looks cool. like looks like Although, he does investigations and stuff. I have so. to say, if Looker is a detective for the international police, he probably shouldn't be tweeting about what he's doing. I know, right? That kind of gives a hint on what's going to happen. Yes. <laughs> so. Anyway, last week we left off with talking about him in black and white. I need to make a public amendment to what I said. I actually said that he was in all of the base games um, past Platinum, but he wasn't in black 2 and white 2. However, the anime series um, runs alongside Iris, and Iris is um, associated with black 2 and white 2, so it's most likely that the anime is based on the Black 2, White 2 storyline, and he is in that series. So we first see him um, in Ash 
and in A Clash of Ideals. Um, he, like we talked about last week, he disguises himself an awful lot. This mm-hmm. is not as good as the time he disguised himself as a rock, but he disguises himself first as Cedric Juniper's assistant, so Professor Juniper's dad's assistant. Oh, um, <laughs> Yeah, and he comes along with Ash to the White Ruins, and um, we don't actually find out that he is Cedric until later after Team Plasma attacked them to find the Lightstone. And then he unmasks himself and then he fights the villains. So um, so he is in that series. He shows up a few other times, again, hanging out with Ash, trying to take down Team Plasma and stop them from doing bad stuff. And... Um, after Reshiram was freed from Team Plasma's control, Luca arrested pretty much all of the team mem- Team Plasma members he could. So he put an end to the team's existence, and this would then be the at least the third or fourth, if we go by maybe he was on the SSN, the fourth time he has been involved with trying to stop major teams from doing really bad things. Which is awesome, which is really mm-hmm. cool. And uh, we also learned more about, we talked about how he doesn't really battle much with Pokemon or we didn't really see much in the games with him. We also learned he has a Clefairy um, from some of the Yeah, and one the of the, um, the mangas, the um, Pocket Monsters, something, Pocket Monsters DP, so that's Diamond and Pearl manga, he seems to have a Clefairy. Um, that's not the Pokemon we had for the, who's that Pokemon? It was Krogank, we'll talk about that later. But um, this is something else that I found really funny. This was a funny episode, I thought. There's there's this dumb episode in in Pokemon, in um, Diamond and Pearl. And this mm-hmm. is like... Um, oh, that, we Actually, the first time we see him is not in... When he pretends to be Professor Juniper's... Um, assistant. Assistant? Anyway, sorry about that. This is still in Diamond and Pearl... But he originally disguises himself as a hiker, like one of the big <laughs> hikers, not one of the new hikers. Um, but, that's good. you know, oh, that's not even originally. He's done so many different things. Anyway, what I was going to say is there's an episode where they, they meet Looker and he's on a train and he says that he has brought too many boxed lunches. <laughs> and so he has to give them to the people in the train. Because he has too many. It doesn't explain how he just got so many of them. But anyway, he gives all these boxed lunches to people on the train. Some of the people that he gives boxed lunches to are Team Rocket. And after that, Team Rocket, so James, Jesse, and Meowth, they love him and they call him Boxed Lunch Guy. And <laughs> they like are really loyal to him and they help him out. And um, they even join him to fight against Team Plasma because they love him for give him getting a box lunch. So <laughs> that's so see look, bad guys can be good. Bad guys can yeah, be good. Exactly. So that was just a that was all weird stuff. Yeah. Well But yeah, so that was actually the first time that Ash met him was in um Diamond and Pearl. In, no, it wasn't in Diamond and Pearl. It was in um Platinum. Yeah, sorry. It was in Diamond and Pearl. That's Team Galactic, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that was because he was distributing these box lunches that he got too many of. Which is awesome. Everyone likes someone who likes having too many box lunches. <laughs> yeah. But um, the first time that we see him in um, black and white is when he is disguised as a hiker. That's and he good. ends up saving Ash and stuff. And That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyway. So it's cool to be able to have those connections between the anime and the 
the uh, games. So Professor Licker has yes. been able to not only cross over throughout the different games, but also has been in the anime as well, which is awesome to be able to have that character from both things to be able to appease yeah, the fans exactly. that way. Yeah. So um, because he was in black and white and he was in platinum and then he was in X and Y, O-R-A-S, on with that, the only ones that he wasn't in were black two, white two. Um, he was in the anime, though. One explanation for why he didn't appear a lot in black two and white two are that those two games apparently happened around the same time as X and Y. And mm-hmm. he has a pretty big role in X and Y. So maybe he wasn't in Unova at that time because he had a more important job to do in Kalos. Yeah, a, a lot bigger job in Kalos, um, which I think is where his bureau is at, the Liquor Bureau. So yeah, let's start talking about um, kind of what he did in X and Y. So yeah. if you remember from yesterday, or not yesterday's, but last week's episode, um, we talked about uh, the story about uh, Xerxic, or I think that's how you say it. Kier- Zerosic. Kier- Zerosic. I always said Zerosic. Zerosic. Uh, Zerosic was a person that made a suit that um, kind of brainwashed Emma, which is his orphan friend. So we talked about that story yesterday, and this is kind of like the main purpose he had in X and Y is to be able to kind of get you on this journey. Yeah. Yeah. Because we'll start with what happened. We'll do a bit of a recap for Emma. Um, In the Pokemon Generations anime series, the quote is, The orphan girl Emma had nowhere to go, so I hired her to work at my office. She is an excellent assistant and a tremendous help. Recently, however, she has been vanishing without letting me know. So Emma... (laughs) Yeah, oh, wow. He kind of semi-adopted Emma. She became his ward, and um, she felt that she was a financial burden on him. So she went and got a job at a cafe, which happened to be owned by Lysander. And during her time there, Zerosic kind of, he made this suit, which gives you superhuman powers and it would brainwash her. So when she was wearing the suit, she didn't know what she was doing. She'd do bad things. She'd go and steal Pokemon. And um, eventually Luca has is the one that finds that out. But he doesn't know at first that Emma, who is called Essentia when she's in the suit, he doesn't know that she's doing these crimes. So it's a bit of an emotional emotional thing. Yeah, it's not only just an emotional thing for Looker, but I find it very interesting that Emma gets a job at the coffee shop where Lysander works. And presumably, since she's an employee there where like the Team Flair headquarters are, she would probably have gotten to know who Exercic is and got to know Lysander and all of them without realizing that they're actually the bad guys. Well, so, we don't really realize that Lysander is the bad guy for a long time. No. I mean, I always knew we, he was a bit suspicious. It was weird. No. And I don't think that, like, Looker probably knew that either. But, I mean, like, neither would she. And so she's there and she gains the trust of Exercic. Uh, like, oh, yeah. And so Exercic's probably like, hey, you want to do something for me and so he goes in the suit and then realizes that now she's a test subject and doesn't even remember yeah exactly and what i think is i i understand how he could get her into the suit but because it has controlled her mind she doesn't know what she's doing but she clearly has no memories of it either because she comes home a few times like she for a while she's working at it it's not like she just disappears altogether is it does she does she just disappear or is she still around like, what do you mean? Like, does she just so, from work? So, as in, um, 
She gets this job at Lysander's cafe. She works there for a bit. Is there a time where she leaves to the cafe and then she just doesn't come back? Or maybe she comes back like later than usual or just finds herself like mysteriously like whatever. Yeah. And what's, what's interesting is like she's in the suit doing all these things. Do you think she gets tired? Like is she getting tired in there or like does she sleep and it's just controlling her body? Like what's going yeah, on? Yeah, because I thought if she's going and doing these things and she doesn't remember them, does she look back and think, oh, why do I have a blank space in my mind? Why don't I remember it? But if she's sleeping, then maybe she doesn't notice it so much because she's like, oh, it was 8 o'clock. I just went to sleep really early. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what happened. Or also, like, when you start – I know I know this sounds lame. I, I like working. But sometimes when you kind of get into the routine of a job, you just kind of forget the, like, stuff you did beforehand. Like, you're just – doing it over and over and so you don't realize like what you're missing because you're just like oh yeah work oh yeah i'm going to work and you don't you kind of forget what happened like Actually, lately i've been forgetting to shut yeah, my garage that's a, door so i mean i'm old now right so i have a job and have to do boring yeah. stuff but there have been times when i've been working a lot and i haven't really been doing much else outside of work i might come home i might watch an you know a netflix episode or something but then when i look back on that month i basically don't really have any memories yeah. Because I didn't create new memories. So for her, it might just be, oh, I've just been working so much. That's why I don't remember doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's probably normal for her. But then I think what also has happened is like in the story, Looker discovers it or finds out who it is because he realizes that how Esmer treats Emma. Mm-hmm. And so Esmer is like, hugs her like, like a leg and is like oh this has to be emma yeah so because um like if you actually watch the episode in the anime um there's a flashback so at first um essentia the lady in the suit is there and esper goes up and hugs her leg and then there's a flashback to how esper used to do that to emma Mm -hmm. so that's why he's like hold on something's something's strange here but um, in the actual game, this event still happens because the generation animes are based on the different games. Um, yeah. And we're the ones who have to go out with Looker to try and stop Zerosic and stop Essentia. And we realize during the game as it goes on and progresses that it's actually Emma as well. Um, but I don't And think- what's interesting is that she also tries to help you, though, because like, you see her outside of the suit like, oh, yeah, hey. And so she's, like, the last person you think is doing that. Well, exactly. This is why I was kind of, like, she has no memory of it. Um, So it's not like she just disappeared for a couple of weeks and then this stuff started happening. It was happening, but she was also with Luca a lot of that time, and she just has no memory of it. So I just didn't... Hold the phone. Did she notice? Hold the phone. What? Do you think that Zersik found a way to pretty much make like a human pokeball like a kratos stasis place where like the human goes in there and then like doesn't remember any like that's how pokemon are in pokemon do they not remember anything when they're in a pokeball yeah so okay but okay we haven't really talked much about what happens in a pokeball have we no that's something we need to do but i mean like if you think about it but when a Did they use goes into a Pokeball and then it comes out again, it looks like it's changing from either energy or data into a physical form. But Yeah, we have talked about that, yeah. But when 
Emma goes into the suit. She is inside the suit. Esper breaks open the helmet of the suit and she's inside it. She's not converted to energy or data at all. You're right. But, like, hear me out. So, like, they have to, they already have this technology. So, yeah. Zersik is, like, working on it, trying to figure out a way to be able to control a human to do something, pretty much. Right? Yeah. So, he has to use the tech that's already existent in the world or, you know, build something new out of, with the tech that he has. Well, he has a bunch of Pokeballs. Maybe there's something inside of the Pokeballs where it's kind of like a memory erase thing that he took a part of and put into his suit. So maybe this is a sim like maybe it's that's a long stretch, I know. But maybe that is an explanation of what the Pokemon feel inside the Pokeball. So they feel like they're sleeping. Yeah, they just don't remember anything until you pop them out. Because if you think about if you think about Ash, um, like Pikachu's having all these experience and knows everything, but like when he's about to throw like Bulbasaur out in the show, he's like, "Go Bulbasaur!" Bulbasaur pops out and he's like, "I'm a Bulbasaur!" And then like all of a sudden he's like, "All right, what do I have to do? What's going on?" Like we're battling right. this person. And he's like, "All right, let's let's do it." And so, so like, yeah, because maybe she doesn't see it as a sleep. So um, I had to get my wisdom teeth taken out last year, and I knew uh-huh. everything was going to happen, so that's okay. But they were just talking to me about my job and then suddenly I was awake. Yes. And because of the um, anesthetic that put me under, it had happened so fast and I just I just felt like I was talking about my job and then I was waking up um, in a hospital bed in a completely different place and it was a little bit disorientating, but at the same time it didn't feel like any time had really passed. But I'd been knocked out for three hours because it was a major major surgery on me and mm-hmm. um I didn't notice and I only I only noticed after like my partner came in and was like yeah you you've lost your teeth oh, now that'd be crazy if it was just like tons of that gas in there but then she'd be very like had a lot of side effects afterwards yeah too. but but because maybe... it's like a very it's like a very quick transition like she goes from like here to like th- like like when she gets out of the suit like we see her pop up and like oh hey how's it going guys yeah i've been just been working a lot lately it's just like time flew by you know yeah but like like, what if it was because a lot of these things that happen a lot of the kidnappings that she does were at night time so maybe she's like oh okay bye guys i'm gonna leave work and they're like just before you go and then put her in the suit and then after she's done with the suit, maybe the um, the effects will still last for a little while, like an hour or half an hour, and they put her back to bed. And so in the morning she wakes up and she's like, man, I must have worked so late and just gotten home and crashed. Maybe, or maybe, or let's put it this example here. Like what if they put her in the suit mm-hmm. and maybe they said something like a lie, like, all right, you have to wear this suit in order to clean the place. <laughs> so she gets the suit. <laughs> And, like, she gets brainwashed, goes and does all the stuff, comes back. They cleaned up the place, made it look spotless. She gets out of the suit, and she's like, oh, I guess I must have cleaned the place already because she get, they get out of the suit, and yeah. she just goes and home. And she's like, I went on to autopilot. Okay, what if <laughs> – have you heard of maid cafes? Yes, I have. <laughs> okay, so uh, they're, they're cafes where a lot of the the waiters dress up as maids. It's a bit of a thing mm-hmm. that people like. What if they had that, but it's like robots – and so they're yeah. like, you know, we've got we've got robot night. You need to get in the robot suit. Yeah. And then yeah. three hours later, she's like, "Wow, man, that was all a blur." But maybe they're yeah. feeding stuff. Maybe she, because she doesn't remember doing them. Can they insert artificial memories in her head for those hours that she's in there? 
Maybe, maybe it's like a dream, like a dream yeah. thing where they implant like, our, it's like Inception stuff. Like, all right, you're cleaning, you're doing all this stuff yeah. for an hour. And then she does all these crimes and like, all right, I finished. And she just leaves. Like, she just filled the void. Anyway, we have digressed hugely from the actual topic, which is Luca. Yes. Yeah, so that's just, that's, that's what you got to get into with this podcast. We just yeah. start talking about random things. Exactly. But anyway, one of the other things that we didn't talk about is that... Um, what, what's, this is Castelia City, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, there is a building and we find Luca in that building and it is called the Luca Bureau. Uh-huh. Um, and the first time that we meet Luca in this game is because he sends us a message over Holocaster saying you should come to the Luca Bureau. And talk to me. Mm -hmm. And that's when he says, hey, this stuff is going on. I need to get to the bottom of this. Can you help me? So he must have heard about us um, previously to this because um, otherwise why would he be calling us? He's never met met us. Well, he probably knows that we beat Team Flair or something. You know, like we found a threat. And like they just had that parade at the end. Remember? Yeah, right. Okay. And so so he probably saw us at the parade like, oh, we just took out that giant AZ guy. Yeah. (laughs) So they obviously know something. I remember playing this game, and again, I have all these memories of these games. I remember doing this mission, but I just didn't connect that it was Luca and it was the same guy. But uh-huh. anyway, um, and he sent us this Holocaster message. He was like, come to the Luca Bureau. I want to, you know, talk to you, have a mission. I have a mission for you. And I was like, you did not prove that. You sound like some scam artist who's going to kill me. But thankfully, I am the world champion, so you won't defeat me, but... Which is also why he's asking us to help, because yeah. now we're the champion. Yeah, but I remember thinking he wasn't very convincing in making me come over, even though I went over anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> who knows? Um, anyway, the Looker Bureau. that We did ba- uh, very lightly touch on this in the previous episode about maybe this is where he's from. He's from Kalos, um, Kalos but this is the Looker Bureau. This isn't the International Police Bureau. So does he have his own bureau? It sounds like it, right? Yeah, so maybe this is his house and we don't know where the headquarters for the international police is because obviously we shouldn't. Maybe he's just a private contractor. Maybe. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um well, he had a uh, he had a cool role. He had a very emotional role in that game. But if we move on to the next game, which is Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, Weird things this, are happening. Now, this is a very interesting thing because they actually use Looker as kind of a hint towards uh, X and Y or uh, Sun and Moon. Mm-hmm. So in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, you beat the game. You're able to go to the last Battle Tree Island, kind of not Battle Tree, but like Battle Island, Battle Frontier place. And Looker is there. You find him like on a beach. Oh, like, oh, sorry. Before we get on to Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, I have to say something. Okay. Okay. There is a picture on the desk in Luca's bureau, and he says that one of his Pokemon was killed previously. And the picture on the table is the, is like a blue and ready picture, and so that's strongly suggesting that that was his Krogunk from previous games, and it was killed. Oh. So that's really really sad. That is really sad. Anyway, um, All right. we can now go on to. Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire. So because Licker was so sad over his Krogunk, he decided that he should try to kill himself. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're not going there. But no. we find Licker on a beach, 
and he's like, where am I? What, what, where, like, he's just so confused and doesn't know where he is. And, um, that's he pretty much amnesia. It. And he's like, what is this? And he gives you an Audenite, which is kind of a mega stone from, uh, from, Audino. you know, like Audino, but also yeah. it's a mega stone, which is like primarily from like X and Y version anyways. So it yes. kind of goes back into where he is. And why um, does he have an, Ordi- like why Audino? I don't know. Did we see him have any association with Ordino before? No, but that make I don't know. Ordino's like I mean, kind of a licorice Pokemon. So. Um, Ordino uh, was introduced in X and Y, wasn't it? Was it? No, it was introduced in Black and White. Okay, it was introduced in Black and White, but it's not found in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. No, it's not. Not before this time, at least. Yep. So I guess that is a connection to X and Y because we have had something to do with Mega Stones and Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire before, but this is a non-Hoenn Pokemon. Yep, yep. And so, like, it's interesting that he forgot where he came from, and it's it's really weird because, like, it's just that's something weird for Licker. Usually, he would know what happened, yeah. and so. Um, that's something that happened there, but that also leads us to Sun and Moon with the introduction of Ultra Wormholes. So yes. maybe he tr- maybe that looker traveled through an Ultra Wormhole and ended in the Hoenn region. Yes. Which is kind of interesting. Or they're kind of talking about Hoopa and its weird gateways and how he fell through one of those. Yes. Which is something totally different. Yeah, because if we, uh, that was his only role in um, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. He didn't do anything other than be... Then have amnesia basically and give us the ordinate. But yeah. in Sun and Moon, we see Looker again, um, and he is investigating Ultra Beasts with Annabelle, who is his superior, and they are both sent by the International Police. And this is kind of where we find out uh, that he really does work for the International Police. Mm-hmm. Um, he he doesn't seem to have any Pokemon here, so we have to do a lot of the fighting um, because we are super strong and have Pokemon. And um, this is something else that is revealed in Sun and Moon. But 10 years prior to the events of Sun and Moon, Luka was part of a three-person team that included himself, Nanu, and there was a Faller who doesn't have a name. And a Faller is somebody who's been through an Ultra Wormhole before um, and Ultra Beasts target them. And at this time, Luka had a different code name. His code name was... um, 100 KR. What is KR? Uh, I have no idea. Okay. Anyway, in Japanese, it's number 836. So it sounds like that 10 years ago, either he had to be even more secret so he couldn't have the code name Looker, or he was not at as high of a level as he is now. And what's very interesting about this is this year is the 10 year anniversary of Diamond and Pearl. So, ah. so this would have happened like right before we met him in Platinum. Yeah. So that means that means he must have gotten separated from his international police group. Yes. In Platinum. Interesting. Or something. Interesting. Well, the interesting thing about the story is that it's also really sad because um, he was following this Guzzlord. And he took uh-huh. pity on the Guzzlord that they were following 10 years ago. Um, and because he hesitated, because he didn't want to get rid of this Guzzlord, it actually caused the death of the unnamed Faller who was on the mission with. 
And he didn't know this at the time, but she had actually been sent as bait. So she was collateral. The international police didn't really care. Um, but he he holds a lot of guilt from that. And, and I think that Nanu might actually hold guilt from that also. Well, why not? Why wouldn't you? But like, it didn't so, seem like either of them knew she was bait. But that is interesting because in uh, I know at least in Sun and Moon or Ultra Sun and Moon, I forget which one, they show the Pokemon like going through the wormholes. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, Nanu's Pokemon that he fights is always a Guzzlord. So that's just like double whammy right there. Whoa! I didn't realize yeah. that. Oh. Yeah, he looks up at the Guzzlord and kind of has like this like sad face to him as he looks up at it. Like yeah. he, knows, he knows it already. He's already seen it. He's, he's the only he one knows. that acts like he's already seen it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I I thought that was really sad. But the other thing that it says is that a faller is somebody who's been through an ultra wormhole and so is targeted yeah. by ultra beasts. Do the ultra beasts seem to target Luca? They don't because Annabelle's actually a faller. Right. So Luca hasn't been through any ultra wormholes. No. But that is to say, if we want to go back to our dimension theory, if if dimensions are a thing, maybe the different looker is the one that fell through an ultra wormhole. Maybe. In this case? Or maybe, hear me out on this one, mm-hmm. maybe the other person was a faller and it was the other looker and looker was on a third person team with someone that looked like himself. <laughs> what? Like, Looker Looker takes on the name Looker because Looker was the Fallen. I'm so Does lost that... right now. Okay, so it explains that his code name was 100KR back in the three-man crew. So yeah. it was 100KR, Nanu, and an unnamed Faller. Maybe mm-hmm. the Faller's name was actually Looker, and he knew that. And when the guy died, he took on the name Looker. As like a tribute. Yeah. Right. Oh, interesting. Um, And this is why this one is from the International Police, while the other Looker was from the Looker Bureau. Right. Well, when she got sent as the Faller, she she would have been one of the agents of the International Police, I'm guessing, as well then. So he could have worked with about? her before. Oh, does it say that she, the father was a female? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess her name could have been Liquor. I don't yeah, know it then. still could have been. Sorry. Sorry, I got confused. I'm bad. Um, I'm bad. Yeah, but um, that still means that if he's been traveling through wormholes, then he would be a faller. Yeah, it would. Um, but he doesn't seem to be being treated like a faller. Annabelle is the faller in that. In, in Sun and Moon. Yeah, she is. So I would say that, like, back, going back to our theory of him being the connection be- between dimensions, he's not the connection between dimensions. He's the chronological constant in between regions. So he's traveling yes. from region to region. Yes. Not through ultra wormholes to other dimensions. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. So I think... Because, like, in lots of games, there are characters that are found in both dimensions. Like, Archie is found in both Ultra Sun, uh, sorry, um, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. He has slightly different goals in each of them, but he is in both of them. But he's not the yes. same. That doesn't mean he's the same person. That's his, his alternate dimension persona. 
Yeah. So in black and white, that's two lookers, and they're the ultimate dimension persona, but then each of them will travel to a different region. Huh. Yeah, I could I see that. that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what he did in Sun and Moon. We help him uh, do this mission to look for Ultra Beasts. He gives us like $1 million, doesn't he? $1 million. He gives us $1 million and he gives us lots of beast balls. Yeah, to go and catch Ultra Beasts. But it's interesting that he already knew about Ultra Beasts um, 10 years ago, which means he had been to Alola before. He what? He'd already been to Alola because 10 years ago he'd come to Alola to look for Ultra Beasts, um, which is around about the time of Diamond and Pearl. But when Sun and Moon came out, that would have been... um, Two years before he had gone to Sinnoh. So maybe that was one of his first missions. And from that mission, he then got promoted to being called Looker. And he started at Sinnoh. Oh, oh my. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, you're right. What? I, I had a crazy theory, but it's not true. So never mind. I like crazy theories regardless. Well, it's a female. The thing I, I keep forgetting that the um, faller is a female because <laughs> it made me think of Lily's and Gladion's dad. Like, what if that was the third person in the thing? I bet he's alive. Yeah, but Mine. maybe Looker doesn't know about that. Ah, right. Yeah, but Moan was around a lot, a lot longer after that because he had to, you know, he he didn't seem to leave. Um, them till recently yeah right. so yeah. yeah um anyway so in ultra sun and ultra moon he's also doing the same thing um he mentions that he has concerns about team scale but it seems like his job is still primarily about those um ultra beasts yep for sure and he also of course helps us out by giving us useless items like a thunderstone yeah well i mean can you buy that you can't buy thunderstones in ultra sun and ultra moon can you yeah, you can. Oh, yeah, you can. Yep. So, pretty useless. They're not even that expensive. They're like $9,000 or something. Um, yep. He acts as a bodyguard to Annabelle who's on vacation. So, that's a little bit different from the previous one where he and Annabelle came to investigate the Ultra Beasts. And this one, Annabelle's on vacation and he's just kind of making sure that she doesn't get taken away by Ultra Beasts. Have to say, though... If you're a faller and get targeted by ultra beasts, maybe don't take your vacation on the place where ultra beasts are, like, are, rampant. Yeah. But, what, yeah, I, I like how they did change the story, though, because um, because we do have the ultra recon squad there as the ones that are tracking down ultra beasts this time. Yeah, around, exactly. So, so um, I, don't, I don't know. I We've discussed this before, that we both feel like ultra sun and ultra moon is what Sun and Moon was supposed to be. Yep. So in that case, I think that it's pretty cool that Luca shows up with Annabelle and it's just like a a homage, especially because we've met so many characters from previous games because it was the 20-year anniversary. We saw Red and Blue, we saw Colrus, you know, a whole bunch of these other people. Um, So it's cool that he could come and not have a major role. But then at the same time, if this was the game that it was going to be, and so he didn't come over here just to um, look at Ultra Beasts, he came as a bodyguard, I would have also liked to have seen him therefore be interested in maybe Team Skull. Yeah, that would have been awesome to be able to have that. 
What? The team skull isn't that bad, though. They're just kind of hooligans. Yeah. But it would maybe also be cool if the Ultra Recon Squad, because the first time I saw them, I thought they were bad. Yeah. I didn't know who they were. So if he came over, he's like, I've heard that some ultra other dimensional beings are coming over. We're here to investigate it. And then they end up working together. That would have also been pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So I think that if Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon was there and Sun and Moon wasn't there, I would have been a little bit disappointed that his only role was as a bodyguard. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Yeah. So You're right. But... Where will they go from now? What I'm curious is they've actually built, and Sun and Moon, and Looker, and all of them, in this last game, they built everyone's story so well. Like, that is a really crazy side story instead of a major story involving Looker with Nanu and all that. It used Mm -hmm. all the characters. So now it makes me curious about what's going to happen in the next game that comes out soon. Like, if it is Generation 8, Which has been confirmed for the Switch now, hasn't it? It was confirmed in, like, a Spanish, like, thing. In a Spanish series, it says they're working on Generation 8. Right. But I don't know if it's real yet because, like, Nintendo itself didn't come out and say that. And also, yeah. like... So we need to Pokemon, write to... Pokemon never says Generation 8. They always just announce the game. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm curious if that's true. But in the next game, I'm curious if they're going to be able to continue the story of of these characters because now they're building this like squad that's kind of cool and ultra beasts are of course going to have to be a part of it somehow yeah because maybe. they're forever now because in um War. let's have a look we um we had mega evolution and omega ruby and we had it in sun and moon but it wasn't really the focus of the story in the same way so they might just show up as post game kind of things yeah but ultra beasts are like this whole kind of crazy thing. Like they went through wormholes. So like yeah. they're going to have to be involved somehow. So now we just have this continuation of wormholes. We might see more of Looker being an yeah. ultra beast kind of dude, which would be well, cool. Well, okay. With, so with I would be, yeah, again, based on what they've done when they've introduced a new concept and they've made it part of the story in later games, it's been present, but it hasn't been the focus of the story. So I would be surprised if ultra beast had a major role, and so in that case, I would like to see Looker go back to the role of investigating major evil teams. True. Yeah. That would so be if cool. they have a situation like we had um, back in Platinum where he was investigating and eventually arrested um, Sarah, uh, Charon, I'd, mm-hmm. that's, that's what the next role I'd like to see him in. I'd like to see him in the same sort of role because hmm. that's who he is. But there's yeah. also the fact that... Um, we didn't really talk about this, but in Pokemon Generations, he talks to Silver about find, finding Giovanni, and we come across Team Rocket again in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. But they're from a dimension or a world where they were successful. Yes. So the looker who's looking for Giovanni, what if he meets up with him again in Generation 8? That'd be interesting. That'd be really interesting. There's just so much now. There's a lot of things that this these last few Pokemon games have really kind of changed the course of what Pokemon's going to be, I think. Yeah, it looks like it's getting a lot more... Coherent. Because, like, yeah. even think about other characters like Colrus. Like, he wasn't a part of any other game, but now he's a part of this well, he was. Thing. He was in... Um, was he in Diamond Bla- and Pearl? He was in Black and White, too. Black and Colrus. White. Yeah. yeah, he was Black in Black and White, too. White too. Yeah. 
But like he he made it to Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. But he Moon had a and, pretty big role in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Yeah, yeah, especially involving the Team Rocket battles. Yeah. So, so I, I I don't know. I would be interested to see whether they bring Luca back. I feel like he's become a good constant to keep in the games. I feel like it would be an oversight to leave him out. Yeah. Um, and then it will really come down to how big his role is in each game after this. Yep. So I'm excited to see what they do. And Looker is someone that is just is getting deeper and deeper in story and really is a really cool character. I really like him. Yeah. We so. didn't talk very much about the manga, but he has a pretty big role in the manga as well. So if you read the manga, um, yeah, go back and have a look at his episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's all we have for Looker. He is a pretty big character, a pretty important character. If you have anything that we forgot that you think is really important about him, email us at thesilfscopepodcast at gmail.com or contact us on our Facebook page. And that goes for if you have any episode ideas that you want us to investigate. Yeah. And as just like this episode, we always kind of sometimes go off of like what we're talking about. So we're sorry if we didn't like just talk about Looker, but he opened up so much to discuss involving Pokemon. Like he's such an important thing to be able to think about because he's just such a... Um, he's not an inconsistency, but it's interesting that he is the thing that kind of connects region to region. And now with like all this new story coming out of Looker, how is that going to affect the future of Pokemon? Like, how is he going to be a part of it? And how, how is that going to affect what we do in those games? So it's really interesting on what the Pokemon company or Game Freak is doing with these games, especially involving one of these cool characters. So. Yeah. I'm really keen to see how it goes. So, um, you can follow us at um, well, I'm at Professor Remu at Twitter on Twitter, and um, you can also follow Matt at Nuzlocke Maddie yep. um, on Twitter. Um, and so, before we go, though, who is that Pokemon? Who's that?